Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus. You are tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and a super special guest. <laughs> Six weeks into her mortgage career, true story, podcast listener, Aixa Rosario with Waterstone Mortgage, onboarded six weeks ago as a loan partner. And today, Aix and I are going to interview slash talk about her first six weeks in the mortgage industry and her journey leading up to it. So Aixa, welcome to the Loan Officer Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm this super is, stoked. Mm -hmm. This is full circle. I full love circle. It. Correct. So, so th this is full circle for me too, because <laughs> it's interesting. I look at you now as a colleague, mm. um, and that's about it. Like, hey, you're a fellow Waterstone, you know, mortgage associate. We work together. And uh, but you and I met because you found this podcast. Exactly. You're one of the few and one of the first. Yes. So thank no you for problem. that. No, thank you. Uh, so what I'm hoping to do is I'm going to leverage mm -hmm. that relationship that mm -hmm. we've now built to give some insight into your journey because there are thousands of listeners and which means there's probably tens of thousands of people who are in your same exact boat who somewhere along the line, they felt like, hey, I would like working as a mortgage professional. I would love a career as a loan officer. But they don't really know what that means. Exactly. <laughs> and they don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them started how you started with a Google search. Mm -hmm. And luckily, John Coleman does at least a good enough job <laughs> of, of getting us optimized on the Internet that people can find us. Now, he does a shit job of building websites <laughs> because like, I've been waiting for this website for like four months. Mm -hmm. He's promising me that tloponline.com is going to be available come October. Oh, well, it's 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 September 30th today when you tomorrow. and I are laying down this track. Mm -hmm. So that means tomorrow it's supposed to launch. It's not going to. Oh, but he has a stop dead date. He does. Yes. What is it? October 16th. OK. October 16th, because he and I get on a plane on October 17th. And we're flying to San Diego for the National Mortgage Bankers Association Conference. And I just begged him, yes. please, whatever you need to do, get with Dennis Miller and get this website up and running. Mm -hmm. But no, but John's great at at least <laughs> getting us optimized on social media. That's why people can follow mm -hmm. us, whether it's on TikTok or it's on Instagram or it's on Facebook or heck, even on LinkedIn at the Loan Officer Podcast. He does a good job of getting these episodes um, created, taped, audioed, and then put up on podcast platforms, whether it's Spotify, whether it's Apple Podcasts, whether it's Google Play. And even if you like to watch people talk, you can watch us talk by hopping on YouTube. It's at the Lone Officer Podcast. Mm -hmm. You and I hooked up on a phone call Yes. that started with you, I think, linked in yes. me um, which, back by the way, in the it, summer. Yes, which by the way, it's very rare because I, I did, okay, let me just, he keeps saying, Come on, hit me up on LinkedIn. I'll message you. I'm like, all right, let me see if he has any advice to get into the field because I wasn't getting any any traction on that. And you answered. I and was I like, did. what? And it was fast. Yeah. Too. It was pretty fast. Yeah, it probably annoys my wife. <laughs> it annoys my wife that like at the dinner table, mm -hmm. I may look down on my phone, which is totally rude, but I usually try to do it when she and I are done eating mm -hmm. and our teenagers are super slow eaters, especially when it's something that they don't like, like vegetables. Yes. So we sit there as a family waiting and waiting <laughs> and waiting for them to finally finish their meal. And sometimes I'll like grab my phone and slide it over and look. Mm -hmm. And I usually spend my evenings trying to respond to people um, only because I would have wanted someone to do it for me. Mm. You know, and I do fear there will be a time that we might not be as accessible or as as responsive. But I promise we, we will do our best because that's the one thing that we pride ourselves in. So, yeah, so so you hit me up on LinkedIn. Yes. Um, and I think I saw you were, you were in Orlando. Mm -hmm. And I'll promise you, if you're in my local market, it's probably going to be easier for me to get a hold of you. Mm -hmm. And I was down at SeaWorld. I was f down there because my daughter was having a dance convention. Yes, I remember. So we were kind of like doing a little staycation because mm -hmm. she was in and out of, like, various dance competitions mm -hmm. and trainings. And uh, it was my turn. My wife's turn to go back home and, like, actually sleep in her own bed. And I was going to sleep in the hotel bed. I'm like, yeah, let me go ahead and give this lady a call. Just one of those, like, you're in Orlando. I can probably help you point, point yeah. in the right direction. And one thing led to another. Mm -hmm. You ended up getting an interview with Waterstone Mortgage to work as a... Loan Partner One. Loan Partner One, which is a 
entry level, but still professional position on a sales or an origination team for those that don't know. Right. So you work for a guy by the name of Barry Botwin. Yep. And Barry's awesome. been, yeah, Barry's an awesome dude. <laughs> yes. Barry's been on the show before, like early, early, early episode. I did a like top producer series mm -hmm. and Barry was one of the top producers because I have been a part of watching Barry go from closing a million dollars a month mm -hmm. to, and having no team to closing $6 million a month and having a team of five. Right. And, and I'm fortunate to have known him both personally and professionally and been witness to that journey. So when I knew Barry was looking to add a team member, I was like, wait a minute, this person that I just met really? through the podcast. I'm like, yes, Barry, <laughs> I have someone I think you should interview. Oh, wow. What I was afraid of is I didn't know if the position would maybe mold or mesh with what you were looking to do as a career. Mm -hmm. But here's what I want to do. Yes. I want to go back to nine months ago mm -hmm. or 12 months ago. And I want to get an idea of your thought process. What drew you into the mortgage industry? So we're going to talk about that. Okay. Then I want to talk about everything you did to that led you up to that phone call with me yes. that led with the interview with Barry. Mm -hmm. And then what did you think about the mortgage industry six weeks ago before <laughs> you actually like started? Mm -hmm. And then what are your thoughts about the industry today? I'm sure there's some things that have you've experienced that you had no idea you're going to experience, mm -hmm. um, maybe for the worse. <laughs> and there's some things that, that you've been, um, say not open to, but things, things that, that, um, your eyes have been open to mm -hmm. that you had no idea even existed. Right. right? Cause I want to kind of like, let's lay it out for you nine months ago, like think of yourself listening in nine months ago, what would you want this interview to go like? Oh, wow. What would you want to hear? What, what based on your experiences would, would you want to share with the audience who's tuning in? Mm -hmm. I think it's good to know. Even those people who are hiring, if you're looking to hire the next Aixa, mm -hmm. please know this was her process. This was her thought process. These are her, her experiences. Yeah. If you want to be the next Aixa, <laughs> right? Like, Hey, mm -hmm. learn from her. Maybe she can shorten your learning curve. So let's yeah. go back. When did okay. you decide? the mortgage industry was for you. Okay, so you said 12 months ago, I was not thinking of the mortgage industry at all. Um, it was, I was, a, I was doing presentations and doing visits and my team was more, uh, it, was, it was a great team, but they're more like, okay, what's the least amount of work we could do and just fly by? And I was getting into that mindset and that's not me. Okay. And that's when I was like, wait, hold up, no. I wanna, I wanna keep continuing improving. I wanna keep, I'm a go-getter and I wanna move up and I don't want my uh, just years of being, um, what is that when you, uh, oh my gosh, when you're in a company for years and years, what's that called? Tenure. Tenure. Yeah. Thank you. And I wanna be the tenure and based on moving up because of the years you've been there versus your productivity. So I was more productivity focused uh, and I wanted to have the financial gain as well. So when I retire, I wanna have choices. Yeah. So it's like yeah. you were looking for a career that, that offered you advancement through meritocracy mm -hmm. uh, versus seniority, right? Like, seniority, hey, though. hey, I lasted another year, <laughs> give you my two and a half or 3%. You were like, no, I kinda of wanna go into an industry where it's like, no, I just dominated and I'm the best at what I do. Exactly. And I wanna see some kind of a tit for a tat or quid pro quo mm -hmm. that follows my effort. Yes, my okay. effort, exactly. Um, Cause you had a good job. I mean, yes. you, you have your master's degree, correct? I, yes. And your master's degree is in? Mas uh, master's in education and instructional design and technology. Okay, for people like me <laughs> in English, yes. what does that really mean? Like what did yes. you go study at the highest of levels? So I wanted, I studied how to develop training for different companies. Okay, mm -hmm. perfect. And that's what your master's is in, but they yes. make it sound so eloquent right. and so pretty, which they should. <laughs> but for people like me who don't understand, like, what, 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 what'd you master? I master developing training programs. Yes. Okay, very cool. And your undergrad was in? Sociology, totally oh. drastic. I've changed so much in my careers trying to find the right fit. So sociology came about when I was like my fifth year in college. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I worked full time and went to school full time. And I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I switched majors like eight times. That's not unusual. Oh. That's not unusual. <laughs> like, it's okay. It's okay. Like, get out there and do. Make some mistakes. Mm -hmm. Change your mind. Learn from it. Okay. Move on, right? Yes. Uh, right. I mean, my degree is in advertising. I work in finance. <laughs> I didn't get a degree in finance because I really love the advertising mm -hmm. curriculum. Yeah. 
And I worked in advertising for a couple of years and then I found my way back to finance. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you have your master's in training, yes. but who knows what that'll lead you to because you very well will train and mm-hmm. teach your clients Yes. About how to properly purchase a home and finance it. And that's one of the things I loved about your You Want to Become a Loan Officer podcast. So was that the episode? That was the episode. Coleman, do you know what episode that is? Episode 41, 41. I think think it's episode 41. Like I think this this one that we're recording is like episode 160 something. So this was Mm -hmm. this was 100 plus episodes ago. We did an episode. It was called So You Want to Be a Loan Officer. Yes. You found that. That changed my life. But before that, okay. right before that, my husband, I kept saying, I want something that it's meaningful, but I want money too. Yeah. So what do I do? I don't know. Oh, well, no, that, that that's that's good. And I think it's also good to know that you had a good job yes. with a really good company. Yes. Right? So like you had a good job with mm-hmm. a good company. You had previous good jobs with good companies. Mm-hmm. I mean, you once worked for Walt Disney World. Correct. You know. How many? 16 years. 16 years with mm-hmm. Disney. And then you're with your previous employer for how long? Three and a half. Three and a half years. So, so you had 20 years <laughs> of, of professional experience yeah. and you got to a point in your life, mm-hmm. have a baby. Yes. And you're like, two. yeah, two. Well, <laughs> the 11 year old's yeah. not really a baby, <laughs> but the baby's still a baby. Okay. And you're like, yeah, I don't know if I want to do this for 25 more years. No. Right. That was your thought process. Yeah. I don't think I can maybe retire with choices. Mm-hmm. I like how you said that. Yes. You can retire. You're just going to retire pretty basic. And that's where my parents and our both of our parents' stages at. Okay. And that's when it was like real eye-opener. Yeah. Limited income. Be- yeah. Limited choices. Yeah. Like they're truly fixed income. Mm-hmm. I always joke when like elderly people are like, I'm on a fixed income. I'm like, we kind of all are. <laughs> like, you know, my sister, the teacher, and my brother-in-law, mm-hmm. the engineer are on a fixed income. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, his income may be fixed at 108 grand a year salary, and <laughs> hers is fixed at 48 grand a year salary. So they're bringing in like a buck 54, right? But it's still fixed. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, unless they go out and get a second job mm-hmm. or a side hustle. Mm-hmm. But I used to always joke, like, when my grandma was like, I want a fixed income. I'm like, Granny, everybody is. <laughs> It's just you're on a very low fixed income. Yes. You know? And her choices. You know, ageism. And and, and because of that. Well, oh, oh, Mm -hmm. uh, choices in employment because of ageism. Yes. I would have never thought about that. Yeah. They're Uh, going through all that. So that's that's why I know. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's true. It's harder to get a job. Yeah. When you're 70s and your 70s. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. not called Walmart greeter. (laughs) Because it's easy to get those jobs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So those, I was like, wait, hold up. What? No, yeah. I want choices, but I want to do good in this world. So um, that's when my husband gave me a list of of careers that he thought I would be really good at. He's an accountant. So okay. I was say, what what does he do? For yeah. Everybody? He's an accountant. So he okay. gave me all financing stuff. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, nope, nope. Ooh, I remember when we got our house. Um, that's so ago. cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you bought a house. You yes. went through, you had a good, uh, a good successful process. Mm-hmm. And you remembered your loan officer? Yes. Okay. And I had her contact still because I keep my contacts. And I called her up and I said, hey, I'm interested in this field. Can you tell me a little bit more about it? And so so she did. said it was long hours, hard work. And I was like, well, I do long hours now because I work two jobs. And I do a lot of work outside of my paid job to get things done. I'm a creative person. So I think I could do it. Yeah. So she's like, yeah, you can. And then she told me, I was like, but I'm really bad at math. So what Oh, did I you do? tell her that up front? Yes. You did. I did. Okay. She goes, oh, no, no worries. It's just basic math you have to worry about. Just adding, subtracting. It'll be fine. And then I told my, uh, obviously my husband knows because I always have, he's my calculator. Yeah. <laughs> so he knows how bad I am at math. And I told him, well, you know, that that's a big piece, right? He's like, no, don't worry about it. It's, uh, you know, it's it's fine. You'll be fine. What did he fine. tell you? Like, we have computers and calculators mm-hmm. and they do that math for you? Exactly. I want to come back to that, but yes. shout out to who was your loan officer? Courtney. Courtney. I don't know her last name. Courtney, I don't know your last name with what company? <laughs> Taylor Morris. <laughs> with, oh, you bought new construction. Yeah, I did buy you new bought, construction. Oh, you have a nice house. I do. It's really nice. Yeah. It's far, but it's nice. Yeah. If, <laughs> hey, if you're buying Taylor Morrison homes, that's a nice house. They build a good product. Shout out Taylor Morrison mm-hmm. and shout out to Courtney. I don't know your last name, but thank you for taking Ix's call and taking great care of her because it led you down this journey. Mm-hmm. So, but it started with you recognizing that what you had wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. What what you had, you aspired more, yes. you aspired better. Yes. And you're willing to take that risk. Exactly. Your husband sits down with you, he gives you the laundry mm-hmm. list, and you're like, ah, mortgage industry. Mm-hmm. You might have said no to life insurance sales yeah. or no to so many other things, <laughs> but you're like, this is what I think I want to do. And Courtney tells you, you don't need to know math very well. <laughs> He's like, just basic math. Let me ask you, mm-hmm. 
six weeks into mm-hmm. it, what would you tell someone when they asked you about math skills? I Not my say. answer, your answer, because I think you know my answer because <laughs> yes. you've, you've, you've been a part of trainings internally that I do. Mm-hmm. But but what is your answer to that? No, you, you should be good. You should that. be good at math. Yes. Yeah. So I, I want to like preface this to anyone who's like made it this far into, into our chat. I suck at algebra and trigonometry and geometry. Me too. And I didn't <laughs> do analytical geometry. I mean, there's mm-hmm. like, I, I'm just not good at it because I never studied it well. Mm-hmm. Okay, I know I was never a good math student, but I guess I'm good at math because I can go shop the sales rack at Neiman Marcus. Mm-hmm. And if something says that it's 33% off, I can tell you within like 50 cents what the price is. Without need a, needing my calculator. I need my calculator. And you need your calculator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even when, for the brief period of time that I sold TV advertising, we used to have to discuss with our advertisers what percentage of the viewership a particular show got and how that correlated with the demographic that they were buying. Mm-hmm. And I noticed pretty early on in my career, my colleagues struggled with that. And I could just get a piece of paper and jot down a couple of numbers and I could be able to, within you know a certain amount of like 2 to 3% accuracy, be accurate enough to convey a point. Yes. So I've realized that maybe I am good at math. I'm just was never a good math student. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have learned going <laughs> forward. Mm-hmm. Sh- and that sh- was not in the podcast. That was me. not. No, it wasn't. <laughs> so that's, yes. that's like everything else. I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah. I have great leadership. I love learn. I love learning. I love teaching. Um, you care about people. I care about people. You're good at problem solving. Yes, I put other people's first. Yes. And all those things. You, like, you yes. like personal finance. I mean, if, if mm-hmm. you're at a point in your age where you're already considering mm-hmm. retiring mm-hmm. and what it's going to take, that means you're somewhat an astute student <laughs> to personal finance. But yes, people, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, <laughs> you do have to at least be good at basic math. Mm-hmm. Basic math. Like, you know, if if someone said that you have a one in six shot of X, Y, Z happening, you need to be able to say, okay, that's a 16.66666 repeat chance, mm-hmm. right? Like that, <laughs> that, that is something that you should be able to do. Mm-hmm. And if you can't say 16.6, like at least say ah, 15 to 17%, like do some quick math. And yeah, you're looking at me kind of like glassy eyed, but here's the cool thing. That's the challenge. Yes. That's just, that's that's just fixing your brain to think that way. That may be taking some, making like some note cards and doing 10, uh, questions a night. Mm, Good idea. Yeah. Just exercise that. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Have your husband just exercise your brain Mm -hmm. and just say, Hey honey, what's 45% of 90? And you're like, okay, well, 50% of 90 is 45, right? Because what's 90 divided by 2? 45. <laughs> and then what did you ask me again? Oh, you want you want to know 45% of 90. Well, I know the number is going to be less than 45. It'll probably be greater than 40. So I could just guess somewhere around 42 or 43%. Mm-hmm. Or 42 or 43. Right? That I have to practice that because in my head, you're just like, blah, 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 blah. Yes. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And, and, and all of us get, we, we all get to that answer differently. So I think that's something that you just have to have the um, problems thrown at you. And then you start solving them in your head. Mm-hmm. And then you check for accuracy. Solve them in your head. Check for accuracy. You'll go from it taking three minutes mm-hmm. to solve it to a minute and a half all the way down to 30 seconds. Next, you know, you'll be able to do it in like three to four seconds. That's a great goal. Yes. But that's something you can do. Yes. Okay. So that was one thing you didn't know. And one Mm -hmm. thing that, hey, Courtney, I know we gave you a shout out. (laughs) You dropped the ball on that one, girlfriend. Okay. Um, But but you made that decision. You called Courtney. And Irene Santiago. And Anita Another Santiago. Okay. Officer. Shout out to Anita. Yes. And you knew Anita because you all worked together back Irene. in the day, right? Yes, Irene. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Disney. Okay. Yeah, she was the sales guide and I was her sales coordinator. So she knew me business wise. Okay. Was great. And, and she vouched for this industry. She did. And she told you, hey, yeah, you'll you be great at it. it. Mm-hmm. You can do it. Okay. You can do it. Go for it. So, so then what happened after that? Then I was like, okay, well, I could do it. And I started uh, searching online to see what are the steps to become a loan officer, what I needed to do, how to get my license, the t- uh, the requ- all the requirements. And then I said, okay, well, let's let's do this. And I found that I have to go on, on, you know, on the website and register and then take the classes. So did the two-week class. So you did the, the, you had to do the 20-hour mm-hmm. uh, NMLS yes. prep course. Yes. Okay. And then you had to study for your exam. Yes. 18 hours and two hours for Florida. Okay. Mm-hmm, specific. And, and then how long did you study for? 
So um, I did the 14 days. Then I took Wait, about 14 days was your, cl- your my course My class, work. the course okay. work. Yep. You have to go through it and answer questions and all that. Then I studied, I think, for like three weeks. But it wasn't really three weeks because it's mommy being three weeks and working mm-hmm. and all that. So in between, when I could, took three weeks, took the test. And I passed. First time. First time. Congrats. Because from, from what I hear, it has like yes, a 40%. 40, yeah, 40% yes, failure rate failure for the first time through. Yes. So you become licensed. Mm-hmm. And then what do you do? That's what I was like. Okay, now what do I do? Yeah, you, you, you have your license. <laughs> now I have my license. Okay. And now I can be a loan officer. Yes. But I have no idea what I'm doing. Yes. So I started. Uh, Isn't I went, that fun? Yes. <laughs> I went to the Had you yes. quit your job yet? No. Okay, so you're, you are still working yes, two whole jobs time. full time. Yes. Because you had the well, job, you had the job at the college. Plus, you were doing boys full, and girls. Yeah, part time. Part time. Mm-hmm. You had two jobs. Mm-hmm. Mom. Yes. Wife. Yes. Yeah, you had like four jobs. Okay. <laughs> yes. So you have four jobs. Plus, you were a student mm-hmm. because you were going through your, the, your oh, coursework. that was yes. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. So but shout out to Ramon Rosario, my husband. Okay. <laughs> shout he, out. He's my partner, 50-50. He helped me. Yeah. Without that, I wouldn't be able to study. So. Cool. So he said, "Hey, load, load it up, honey. Just yes. throw it on my back. I got mm-hmm. this. I, exactly. I'll carry this load." For yes. now. For now. <laughs> yeah. Then get your good. shit together, damn it. <laughs> uh, yes. I can't wait to meet him. All right. Uh, yeah, I'll thank mm-hmm. him. So this, this is a pretty cool story. So yes. so you passed the test yes. and then. Then I talked to you and I was like, hey, okay, so what do I do now? Yeah. She's like, oh, don't worry. Um, I'm going to get you an interview with my boss. Okay. And she did. Okay. And, um, and look at that. That's friends helping friends. Yes. That's working your network. We talk mm-hmm. about that. Like work your network. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how everything leads to where you get to, but you might not necessarily know the path right away. Exactly. Okay. So, so you got an interview, you landed the job. Yes. Okay. But the fir- the one impression that was different from here and I want to mention okay. is that I prepared my resume. I customized it for her. I did a cover letter. I was like, here you go. And he goes, tosses it, doesn't even look at it. That was my first impression. And says, I don't need that. I just need to know how you're going to sell. How are you going to get me? And I was like, and then over here, it was totally different. So I just want to shout out to Waterstone Mortgage for the hiring process. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. Waterstone doesn't pay us anything. (laughs) So we don't have to give them a plug. All I I do tell them, though, is like, look, I've worked here for 13 years, going on 14 years. There's a reason. Right? That's the only plug that I think anyone would need. Like, look, there's a reason. We're not the only great mortgage company. Mm-hmm. There are a lot there of great lot. mortgage companies out there. Mm-hmm. You know, like shout out to Guild and shout out to Movement and shout out to Fairway and shout out to Homebridge and shout out to Embrace. Like I'll shout them all out. FBC, uh, Mortgage Firm. Like there's a lot of good ones. Yeah, yeah. but you know, so are we. Exactly. You know, so are we. Exactly. And there's a lot that, that also just operate differently. Culturally, mm-hmm. they're different. So your first impression, here you are a licensed loan officer, mm-hmm. brand new. Mm-hmm. Don't know Fannie, Freddie, FHA, LTV, DU, (laughs) all of that. Mm -hmm. And you go and basically is told, go sell. Yes. And and the one step I forget, I'm still listening to your podcast and you're saying, hey, go to Zenix. So I also did. So you found the podcast before. Oh, yes. I forgot to tell you that. Yes. So as I was searching. For how to become a loan officer, what does that mean? You were, but the podcast I landed, that's the episode that I landed that really stayed with me. Okay. And took lots of notes and everything. And then I started, I continued to listen to you. So you listened to episode 41 and then you mm-hmm. went and took the, the course past your NMLS exam in that order? Yes. Okay. First was that, yes. First was, can I do this? And yeah. How can I do this? And talking to the two LOs and then talk and then hearing your podcast. Okay. I was like, well, you know what? If they say I could do it, if Dustin yeah. says I could do it, I'm going to do it. And that's when I started doing the classes. All right. Now, so I finished the classes, uh, continue to listen to your podcast. And then one episode, you, uh, a few episodes, you mentioned Zenix. Yes. And to at least do ground school. Yes. So I was like, man, it was $1,600. Yeah. Class. Um, and then I, I did it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you did Xenix when you're still working for the other mortgage company. Yeah. So I'm a, just now learning this. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I say I'm just now learning it. Maybe I'm just now rehearing it <laughs> yes. and re-remembering. Mm-hmm. I think I forgot that you, you tried to work as a full-time 100% commission loan officer for 30 days. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. What was that experience like? Like in a, in a mm. 30, 45 second recap, how would you, how would you discuss that that experience? It might be good for for some people, yeah. But it wasn't right for me because okay. I had, I like to know 
And I like to really understand what I'm, the product I'm selling in order for me to go out there and sell it. Okay. And I didn't, I, I'd gone through all these jobs, but my whole life I thought networking was something like scary. Okay. I don't know what that means. Yeah. And it wasn't until I kept talking to people and my friends and um, my realtor friend, Nicole Seguera, she was at Mainframe. Okay. She, I also talked to realtors too, yep. you know, trying to get into the field. And that's when she told me, no, it's like being a friend. Yes. Being a good friend. Yes. And I'm like, wait, I could be a good friend. I am a good friend. And that's when it started clicking about this industry. It's all about networking and not thinking that networking is something that's just for some people and I don't know what that means. And people throughout my life was like, oh yeah, you have to network. Well, how? what is that? Like really tell me what is mm -hmm. that? And how do I do that? And when we chatted a while back ago, you were the only one who actually, when I went to my um, boss at mm -hmm. the time, I was like, well, what do I do? What do you mean go get realtors and talk to them? Well, what do I say? And what if they ask me questions? I don't know. Ah! And he's like, just just talk to them. Just just go out there. Get get the business. Get them to apply. Get them to apply. And I'm like, no, I, I can't do it. I need to know the steps. And then with your 15-minute conversation, you actually went step by step and told me a great advice of go to your influence of your circle of influence. Uh, remember your wedding and yeah. your invites. And yeah. you told me go to Facebook and you're going to, you know, check them an email and you're going to do this, this, you know, you gave me those steps. And I'm like, whoa, he gave me more advice in those 15 minutes than where I was. So, so you had a career opportunity to be a full-time 100% commission licensed loan originator. Mm -hmm. Yet you chose not to go that path. Yes. After how many days? First, two, the first like week or two when I was just drowning and like, so, okay, so you knew you're like, yeah, this is not this. for me. Now, were you also mm -hmm. trying to do that? You had not quit your full time no, job. Exactly. So you're, you're still trying to do this as like a side hustle. Yes. Okay. Which, and I will tell anybody, this is not a side hustle. No. And I would also say when it comes to um, networking, because I just had this, I just had another listener reach out to me via LinkedIn. And he was like, hey, I'm newly licensed. I just passed. He's super excited. I'm like, hey, awesome. Congrats. And he's like, well, how do I network? I'm like, I I don't know how to answer that. How do I network? Mm -hmm. Like, so I will try to answer it right now. Okay. How does someone network? You show up, you smile, you introduce yourself, you ask the person, what do they do and how can you help them? Mm. And you shut up and listen. <laughs> I love it. But you first have to start by showing up. Mm. Hey, if you show up, that's better than not showing up. So you're already one step further ahead than where you would have been. And then if you're able to go introduce yourself, now someone knows who you are. You ask them who they are. Now you know who they are, right? You're, you're that much further along. Ask them what they do and then ask them how they can, how they can help you. Hopefully they'll reciprocate and say, mm -hmm. hey, how can I help you? Ah, oh, now we have a bit of a tit for tat or a relationship being built. Exactly. Now we can maybe lean into the, do we have any commonalities, whether it's the music we listen to, where we grew mm -hmm. up, where we went to school, whether we have children or not children. And then that's when you know you're hitting a home run. Mm -hmm. If if they know your name, you know their name, you know what they do for a living and how you can help them, and they know what you do for a living and how they can help you, and you have commonality, rinse, repeat, rent, re repeat, rinse, <laughs> repeat, mm -hmm. right? That is how you network. You learned early on that, hey, this 100% commission thing, this, my whole entire job is to a network, but then when I get a loan, I still don't know what I'm doing mm -hmm. is not for me. Mm -mm. All right, so we're gonna fast forward. Yes. You figured out that that was not for you right. for all the same reasons that many others will. You went through why I preach incessantly. It is who you work for before it's what company you work for. Mm -hmm. It's the person over the company. Mm -hmm. Because if you're going to be new in this industry, the very first thing you have to do is find somebody who can teach and mentor you. Yes. It can be external and it can be something you pay for. If you have the, that type of funds, mm -hmm. not many people have the opportunity to quit whatever it was that they're doing exactly. and enter into a profession mm -hmm. that honestly, for the first year, you're going to starve and maybe even the first two years, you're going to starve. Mm -hmm. And then you want to spend money to go find a good coach or a good mentor. In the so, classes. Yeah. Well, in, in the mm -hmm. classes that, that, that come along with it. Yes. Yeah. Like you paid for yourself to go through Xenix. Mm -hmm. Did you do that to make yourself more hireable out of curiosity? I did that because you had mentioned how they teach you the basic knowledge yes. of it. Okay. And to do ground school, then take a break, 
continue to work and then you could do the uh, flight school yep. if you wanted to later on. If you want to later on and, and today I say, eh, go find a good mentor. Don't yes. do it. Like literally go out and get loans, work on the loans, mm -hmm. work for a place that has a really good training mm -hmm. and really good um, yes. uh, mentoring mm -hmm. or coaching. And that's the and hard you'll, part though. And you'll never funny. need flight school. Exactly. But it's the hard part now in the industry since I've been there, yes. finding is finding which companies have that. So, so what was that like? How many companies, once you decided Ooh. that the first company that your friend mm -hmm. hooked you up with wasn't mm -hmm. for you, mm -hmm. what, what, what was the job search like? Horrible. Was it? <laughs> yes, because there's openings, but you put in your resume, you put yourself out there and nothing, 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 crickets. nothing bites. Crickets. And I'm like, wait, but I, I think I could do this. Is it because I'm overqualified or or is it I don't know. Crickets, yeah. nothing. Nothing was popping. And and you live in Florida mm -hmm. and you speak the two languages yes. that you need to speak in mm -hmm. Florida to be highly successful, which is English and Spanish. Correct. You read, write, speak yes. both fluently. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, maybe that's why you're here because I was like, hell yeah. You're a licensed loan officer. Mm -hmm. I'm just curious on the Zenix port because I don't know this. Yes. Some people I have taught mm -hmm. or suggested, if you want to make yourself more marketable, go do this. Because, mm -hmm. like, as a hiring manager, mm, maybe I don't have a position available. But if you came to me and you had already had that accomplishment, mm -hmm. that notch on your belt, I may make a position available. Yes. Because to me, you've impressed me. Mm -hmm. You've shown some initiative. I was just curious at what point and what was your rationale. Your rationale was like, look. If I'm going to do this, I still have to know more. Mm -hmm. And that one or two weeks or those 30 days of a taste working for the other mortgage company let you know that you didn't know enough. Mm -hmm. That just going out and becoming licensed wasn't enough. No. So you wanted to um, get past some of those fears and anxieties of not knowing. Mm -hmm. So you paid the money. Yes. You sought the knowledge and you gained it. Yes. And and again, I was working full time and I was doing it at night or in the weekends when wow. I had an opportunity. So I took the whole three months that gives you. Yeah. And even then I'm like, you have to take the the course that, you know, each class mm -hmm. and then take a quiz. Then at the end you have a unit test. And then at the end you have a final. If you don't pass your final, you have to pay for it again. One hundred fifty dollars to pass it. So let me ask you this. Um, you're Six, I'm going to exclude your first 30 days working for the other mortgage yes. company. To me, mm -hmm. I'm going to chalk that up to a great mm -hmm. opportunity to show you what you don't want. Yes. <laughs> right. That's and, and I talk about that a lot of my personal experiences when I talk about my college internships. Mm -hmm. I had seven and all <laughs> wow. seven taught me the same exact thing. That's not what I want to do for a living. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. So like your mm -hmm. your first mortgage opportunity was an awesome opportunity because it taught you what you didn't want. Exactly. It, it pointed you towards maybe what you do want. Mm -hmm. So when, when you onboarded, you onboarded having already completed Xenix's ground school. Yes. Six weeks later, are you grateful you did it? In a way, yes. Okay. Because I have the credentials, but it's like Barry, and you've said it bef uh, also, it's like drinking from a fire was it a fire hose? Fire hose, yeah. Fire hose. Yeah. It really is. You just get all this information. You have to spit it out again for the test. You get the certification, but then ask me a question. I'm just like, uh, what was that again? Okay. <laughs> yeah, and, and look, like like we have no financial relationship with Xenix. We have no affiliation uh -huh. with Xenix. Like, I'm a proponent. We we use it here at mm -hmm. Waterstone. Um, and I'm always curious because you have a colleague. Mm -hmm. who is about nine months ahead of you in her career. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And she doesn't have her NMLS no. license mm -hmm. and she has not gone through Xenix. Nope. Have you all shared and compared notes? Is she jealous that maybe you did or envious? Mm -hmm. I don't think I don't jealous think is the right so. word, envious. Mm -hmm. Or do you feel like maybe there's some things that you know that she doesn't know, although she has nine months on you? I don't, oh, she wasn't here, so I wasn't, I'm just starting to. To get to know her mm -hmm. professionally, okay. So we haven't compared notes yet of what I know or don't. Yeah, her name is Beth, and shout yes. out shout out to Beth, if I could pronounce yes. your last name, Morozik. I can't either. Yes. <laughs> um, between your first name and her last name, I'm screwed, honestly. <laughs> um, and then Jerry on your team, yes. her last name, holy oh, cow. No, don't even I used care. to I, I used to have Jerry spell her last name phonetically for me, so when I walked by, I could actually practice it oh. over, it's Kaznaski or something. Yeah. Um, I'm terrible with names, like I'm really, really horrible, but, um, no, but I want to have Beth on, on her one year, okay. right? Because like these are listeners are coming mm -hmm. like, Hey, we love it when you have top producers on, 
We love it when you have experts like Barry Habib on, but at the same time, throw some people on that kind of remind me of me. Mm -hmm. Throw some people that remember what it's like Mm -hmm. to be scared, to know nothing, to have no experience. Mm -hmm. So that's like what I hope people are getting right now who are tuning in, that they're like, oh yeah, I totally relate. Or, oh, I'm glad it's not just me. Okay, so when I, when I was trying to ask you, is like, hey, you went through Xenix before you ever really started your career. Yes. And Beth on your team is only nine months ahead of you. Like Beth worked in hospitality management. Like, mm-hmm. like she was like a banquet manager yes. for large conferences and conventions in mm-hmm. Orlando, which is like the number one or number two uh, corporate convention uh, a destination in America. Exactly. I think it's us in Las Vegas mm-hmm. that go back and forth. And she came to the mortgage industry out of kind of COVID, honestly, yes. right? Being furloughed and yes. that industry getting getting mm-hmm. hit. But like you, she came into it and she goes, oh my God, I'm never going back. And I remember interviewing Beth and I, and I kind of told her in the interview, like, look, if you come in and get bit by the bug, you're not going to want to go back. Mm-hmm. One, because where she was had a lower income ceiling mm-hmm. and where she was had crappy hours. Yes. I'm like, look, if I can show you better hours and better pay, you're not going to go back. No brainer. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to go back. Now, the one thing I couldn't tell her is like, you're going to love it, right? If you get in this industry and you don't love it, then that's a whole nother story. Exactly. But but assuming you like what you do. Mm-hmm. So I was just curious asking those questions. Beth has done uh, has done COVID. <laughs> Beth has done Xenix. Mm-hmm. You uh, has not done None. Xenix. You have. Yes. Didn't know if looking back, you're grateful you did, mm-hmm. grateful you didn't, if you feel like it gave you a leg up or not. It would, uh, it gave me a better understanding of things, putting a little bit pieces of the puzzles, puzzles together. Okay. And if I had to do it in the order, I would say Xenix first before I even do the two hour course to get my license. Wow. Mm-hmm. So that was going to be my question. Mm-hmm. I, so looking back and let's, yes. let's do this now. And okay. then I do want to talk about the last six weeks. Okay. <laughs> I think that's going to be the most fun okay. of what we're going to talk about. But looking back at your journey, your journey started roughly around mm-hmm. January of last year. Mm-hmm. Or this, no, year. this year. This January year. of this year. Yeah. Around New Year's. Yeah. You made that New Year's yes. resolution. Mm-hmm. Hey, have the new baby, mm-hmm. find the new house, looking at mom and dad, looking at the in-laws, learning from them what you do yes. and don't want to do, going to make a career change. Yes. Looking back, what are you so grateful you did? What is something you wish you did different? Mm. Different can be sooner. Different could be later. I'm definitely grateful that I had the courage to to overcome the fear of changing an industry that's completely out of my realm. Okay. I I had lots of jobs, different career industries that I've worked Mm -hmm. with, very eclectic. But I'm grateful that I had those experiences because it's all come full circle. All those were transferable skills that I'm doing now. Um, Then what I wish I would have done is... I wish I would have known this sooner. Yeah. Yes. I wish I would have done this industry sooner. Yeah. That, years ago. And in the order of Xenix first, then the course, because that test was, I've taken tests. I have a, mm-hmm. lots of years in school. Yeah. And that was hard. Yeah. That was the F- hardest Five test. different majors to get your, your bachelor's degree. <laughs> You're probably like my best friend, Joey. Like, I think you only get 120 credit hours to get your bachelor's degree. I got 132. I think Joey has 200. <laughs> like, no lie. He has 200 credit hours, but only one degree. <laughs> Like, at least my buddy Rob has 200 credit hours, but I think he has, like, 17 different degrees. Um, but uh, but Joey only has one degree but 200 credit hours. Yeah, um, But, uh, yes, yeah, so when, you, when you go from being a – want to be a nurse anesthetist to a financial advisor, it's a whole different course load, yes. right? If you start at UCF, you end at UF, and you throw in a couple state colleges along the way, that's Joey. Um, so, yeah, so you're like, hey, I'm good at test taking. I've kind of done this. Yeah. But that NMLS test was no joke. Mm-hmm. And you feel like taking Xenix first yes. and then taking that course. And I'll tell you, as a hiring manager, it's just impressive. It's oh, impressive. Like like I, someone coming in who didn't do it, I may be like, ah, you know what? We're currently not hiring. Check back with me in January. Mm-hmm. If you come in, you're like, hey, by the way, not only do I have this work experience and I look at your work experience and I'm like, oh, you're not a job hopper, I, which – you weren't three. And I, I actually am a hidden job hopper <laughs> because at Disney, I had like 12 roles. But and at, you stayed at yeah. the same organization. You right. kept on bringing your talents and your value mm-hmm. to that organization. Yeah. On a resume, you're not a job hopper. Okay. That does not stand <laughs> out. What stands out is three and a half years at mm-hmm. one, 15 years at the other, bilingual, college educated, and you took Xenix. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, like why won't we hire this person? Well, thank you. Right, mm -hmm. it, it maybe as a rookie loan officer, mm -hmm. maybe as, as a loan partner, mm -hmm. right? Because in many roles, I want people to understand this, and I don't know if you knew this, like, did you even know about the loan partner role before you? No, it was one of one of your podcasts. Okay, where you uh, what you were saying about the there's different roles. And yes, you were talking about loan partner one, two, and uh, all the different types, the processors. Like, yeah, like, like, like I didn't know. Think of the medical that. world. Mm -hmm. Everyone's like, I want to be a doctor. Exactly. Okay, but like, what type of doctor? Exactly. Right, because there's some doctors who mm -hmm. all they do is look at X-rays. There's some doctors who all they do is research. Mm -hmm. Right. There's some doctors that all they do is figure out why <laughs> the dead person died. Yes. Not all doctors have to actually treat mm -hmm. living patients who have symptoms and require cutting and blood and needles. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Our industry operates the same exact way. You can have a fulfilling, financially successful career as a mortgage professional who is licensed, mm -hmm. who went through Xenix and not necessarily have to be the person who, who is responsible to drum up the business, exactly. to go out there and network, to bring mm -hmm. the business in. Now you can always do that. Yes. Right. And you can always parlay into it, mm -hmm. whether it's two years, 12 years or 20 years mm -hmm. down the road, or you may find yourself in a position where you're like, no, I get to do this and I get to do it on a team and I'm totally fine being the team captain while someone else is the team leader. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's kind of the role that you actually found yourself in mm -hmm. because that role comes with guaranteed pay. <laughs> yes. And who doesn't love Hourly, guaranteed yes. pay? Mm -hmm. Guaranteed pay with with um, a room for advancement. Exactly. All right. So and that was different from other other places. I'm like, I want advancement. I'm here for advancement. Like, oh, uh -huh, sure. Mm -hmm. And the first thing is like, um, here, I want to offer you the job. And by the way, this is just the beginning. Yeah. I want to, you know, take you and advance you and you're going to go to LP1 and then LP2 and who knows what else and yeah. just like whoa that was that was awesome then you sent an email to me which i highly regard and saved um and you said i can't wait to see where the, where the waterstone takes you yeah and so i was like wow well i can't curse. wait to see where you go in your career, in your career and i look forward to supporting you yes <laughs> yeah because that's the truth i mean yeah. i can't do anything mm -hmm. i can't take my drive and give it to you but i can find your drive and then support it mm -hmm. but yeah what i do love and this is anyone this, these opportunities aren't just available at companies like waterstone mm -hmm. like they are available at, at companies you know nationwide mm -hmm. hawaii alaska included spokane down to key west everywhere in between these types of opportunities and the one thing that you have to remember in your current role is revenue as long as you bring value to your team mm -hmm. and we tend to bring value by lead generating mm -hmm. lead generating uh, 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 comes to more closings more closings comes to more revenue you should watch your career advance, both in terms of your responsibility within your role, but also your income, mm -hmm. right? That's what I always like about working in that type of a sales environment. Financial advisory works that way. Life insurance sales works that way. Heck, even uh, working for a personal injury attorney works that way. Mm -hmm. Like any particular business where you can help impact the revenue and the bottom line, you should be able to find a way to also have that compensate you mm -hmm. right we had a year and a half ago one of our very first guests is a, is a friend of mine he's a neighbor's name is louis val saint louis taught us the term intrapreneur mm, look <laughs> intrapreneur yeah so i guess it could have been an entrepreneur and you could have gone and continued being an outside sales person self-promoter outside loan originator mm. right that's an on very entrepreneurial of you okay has a very high fail rate first two years suck but if you can get through it, there's a potential that you can make more money than you ever imagined. Or you be an intrapreneur, right? An, an intrapreneur, you work for someone else mm -hmm. and it comes with some stability in both hours worked and guaranteed pay. And as long as you continue to add value to the team, increase your worth to the team, add revenue to the bottom line, you should also be able to dictate your pay going forward. Oh, wow. And potentially earn more money than you ever would have staying in your old career, which is ideally going back to nine, mm -hmm. 10 months ago, exactly. what you were looking for. Yes. You were looking for a way to make more money so you could save more money so you could retire with more choices. Yes. And you have learned you don't necessarily have to be an outside loan officer to do that. Mm -hmm. Right? Exactly. Because you could, in your current role, in the next two, three, or four years, double the income you were making at your previous job. Wow. So my question okay. to you is, could you have doubled your income? If you stayed at your old job for five years, would you have doubled your income? Not doubled. Come close? N no. Not It'll even be close. It would have been a year. Two to three percent no compounded. No matter how 
yeah. how much I produced or helped or added value. So ready, Law of 72 or Rule of 72, depending on which book you're reading it from. We talk about it on this show all the time. You take your rate of return, divide it into 72, and it'll tell you how often your money doubles. Mm. Okay. So if I took a 3% annual raise and I divide three into 72, I know three goes into 72 like 23 times, I think, or 22 times. Let's see here. Uh, three into seven goes two, carry the one, uh, add the two, four, 24. Mm-hmm. It would have taken you 24 years <laughs> for your income to double. By the way, inflation this year may be four or 5%. Mm-hmm. So just because your, your, your income went up by three, inflation's actually, you're going backwards. Mm-hmm. Now, inflation will not, mark my words, bet on it. <laughs> inflation will not be four to 5% long-term. We're going to see this as a small blip on the radar. We get to this point next year, we're not going to see inflation. But in the time being, one could argue, well, that 3% raise was wasted because we just experienced four or 5% in inflation. So the cost of goods went up by four to 5%. Your income went up by three, you're negative one or two. Mm-hmm. You've gone backwards. backwards. Hey, high five, you're making more money, but it costs more money to live. So actually you're going backwards. So yeah, so law 72 says it would have taken you 24. Mm-hmm. You're in a position I know because I'm a self-professed subject matter expert. I'm a mm-hmm. shmee in the mortgage <laughs> industry. You are in a position that yes, your income could just about double wow. in the next three to five years. That's amazing. As long as mm-hmm. you continue to get better yes. and you bring value to your team. And by value, I mean help generate more leads, close more loans and drive more revenue. Mm-hmm. And in return, you should be able to turn around and say, hey, Look what I'm doing. Look at me. Spotlight on me. <laughs> I'm an entrepreneur. Pay me. Mm. And anyone who has you on their team, if that's what you're doing, would recognize that. And like, hell yeah, I want to pay you because I sure as hell don't want to lose you. Aww. Right? That's what this industry yeah. does. Yeah. All right. Okay. So the end of the show. Yes. The fun part. Okay. <laughs> what have you learned Oof. in the past six weeks? Like, what did you expect uh, this industry to be? Mm-hmm. And what is it in like reality? Like we all go to school, whether it's high school, whether it's trade school, whether it's an AA degree or a bachelor's degree, and we learn textbook. <laughs> That's right. Then we go into the real world and get slapped in the face with reality. That's how I feel. Sh- share some of that <laughs> slapping in the face. Share some of that reality for the listeners who are tuning in. Well, I guess I don't know exactly you what I was expecting. Okay. Like I know I'm going to go to this office, this building and all this and these people, but I really was like, well, what is it that I really, what am I going to really do? My first day here, I was sent to Texas. Okay. So what an but that, that's unique to you. Unique to me. That yes. That's unique to you yes. because you work on a team <laughs> mm-hmm. that is highly coached yes. at the highest level mm-hmm. and it's very well run. But like, I want to talk more about just the industry. Oh, like, what general. what did you think about the industry? Uh, what did you think you'd get yourself into, and what did you actually get yourself into? <laughs> like, what did you think you were going to be doing, mm-hmm. and then what did you're like? Oh my gosh, I didn't realize it was this. This was going to be that hard, or that this particular thing mattered as much as it as it did. Mm-hmm. Like, think of talking to you six months ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking every day I. And be honest, I feel, I feel overwhelmed. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, wow, this is insane how I just thought we're just going to help people get, get loans and yeah. buy a house and that's it. And it's simple. Like pull, pull some credit, yeah. give them an approval yeah. letter and Do move on. Document, documentation and on yeah. to the next. Okay. No, it is absolutely not like that. There's like a thousand steps for each. And a lot of people think that way. They think, oh, I'm just going to get a loan. Just tell me. Tell me, what's my rate going to be? Yeah. What am I? And I'm not going to give you any documents. And the process of knowing and, and feeling out all the different client types and all the procedures because no one loan fits all. And then there's all these programs and all these rules you have to know. And then you have to cater it to the person to see, okay, where do you fit? And do you go by the rules? Uh, and then you have to like, it's just so much. I can't so, even put it in words. So originating a loan mm-hmm. harder than you thought it'd be? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Like much harder. And that's that's pretty normal. I mean, I've, we, we've onboarded successful real estate agents, mm-hmm. right, who've worked in the industry for 10 years selling homes. And I remember Don telling me, he's like, dude, I thought a pre-approval letter took like three minutes. Like pull their credit and give me a letter. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and what'd you learn? He's like that some pre-approvals can take two days. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, if done properly. If done properly. What excites you when, when when you look at what you get to do, right? Like take money out of it, take work-life balance, take working for a great company, like all of that. 
about the industry? What excites you about the industry? And is it what excited you about getting into the industry or is it those two separate things? I think they're, I think they're separate. Okay. Yeah. So what, what excites you now that you have a little bit of experience, like just it's a so, taste. It's so little. Just a taste, <laughs> a taste. But you have just a taste of the industry. What's exciting you about it? Mm. Helping, helping families. Yeah. Helping families that maybe they went to a different creditor or, you know, different loan a lender and they were, they weren't successful, but with us, they are. So finding the, what excites me is being the problem solver and finding a way to yes. What's been most frustrating over the past six weeks? Mm. <laughs> Everything. Yeah. I mean, Everything. is it, is it just getting used to not knowing? I, yeah, I think that I think that's it. I think that I'm so wanting to know everything so that I could help because I would just want to know the answer and not knowing and being in the dark and feeling like, okay, I don't know what I'm doing. What did I get myself into? Why am I here? And I feel incompetent. Yeah. So that feeling of incompetent, I, yeah. I really don't like that. Yeah, that that's something that when you say, I'm like reminiscing to 2004, which was my first full year in the business. And I would come home and tell my wife, I'm like, I'm physically exhausted. She goes, what'd you do? Me too. I'm mentally I'm like, exhausted, I would tell her. Yeah, I'm like, no, I'm physically exhausted <laughs> because my brain hurts. Mm -hmm. But it's drained all of the energy mm -hmm. and it just came from not knowing and then yes. being frustrated. So I think that's good advice for anyone who's looking to enter the business. No, it's normal. It's mm -hmm. normal to be overwhelmed. Expect to be overwhelmed. You're going to some days doubt yourself. All the time. Well, <laughs> all, all the time. <laughs> Yeah, and then you're gonna look around and you're like, how do all these people know it all? Yes. How do how, and remember? And remember, uh. I promise you, there ain't nobody smarter than you in here. Okay, there are 60 people in this office. There's no like one smarter. Some people may be as smart as you, but there's no one smarter. It truly comes down to experience. So mm -hmm. I talk about this, but I'm actually reading the book finally. And you talked about having a degree in sociology. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Malcolm Gladwell. Do you know who that is the no. author? Mm -hmm. Okay, so he is a um, uh, best-selling author, mm -hmm. and I'm reading his like breakout book, Outliers, right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm reading it because I'm going to see Malcolm speak in a couple weeks when JC and I go out to San Diego. Nice. He's one of the like um, keynote speakers. Mm -hmm. And anyhow, Outliers teaches a lot of things. And I, as a sociology major, you'll love it because it, it kind of, when I look at how we parent and lead today, mm -hmm. a lot of it's from the research that came out of this book that oh, wow. was like um, 15 years ago is when he published it, I believe. I'm going to have to. Yeah, yeah, you have to look at it. It's, it's a really fun read as well. But he correlates everything to, well, not everything, but there's chapters dedicated to just hours spent, mm -hmm. right? We all are as good as we are because I've been doing this for over 10,000 hours. Once I have 10,000 hours into something, I'm an expert. I'm a master. I've mastered it. You know, they, they went as far as like did a study in Germany of violinists mm -hmm. and the violinist that had had only practiced for 6,000 hours. They're at the level of a high school teacher, a high school music teacher. Wow. They could teach the violin. Mm -hmm. So those that had 8,000 hours, they might have been like first chair in the orchestra, which that's mm -hmm. like a badass thing if you're first chair. Mm -hmm. Definitely. But at 10,000 hours, you're actually composing. You were actually the elite. Wow. So the whole study is it takes 10,000 hours to become to a proficient or mastery level or an expert. Yeah. So the people around you, Gerilee mm -hmm. has 10,000 hours. She yeah. has 10,000 hours. Mm -hmm. Barry has 30,000 hours. I have 30,000 hours. But even Beth, who's on your team, well, she's nine times mm -hmm. She'd been doing this nine times long. You've been doing it one month. She'd been doing it nine months. Mm -hmm. so that's nine times more than you. It's that's that many hours, wow. right? If there's 120 hours in the week, she's already hit a thousand, right? You've, you've barely touched 120, yeah. right? Or 240, yeah. right? Yes. So like, you know, so like that's, I, I, I would tell you and anyone listening, like just understand it takes time. It just takes time. Part. But, but, but that, that's anything with the customers mm -hmm. or the realtors or the builders, like, do you have a new, um, whether it's a respect, it could be a frustration, it could be just a understanding of the real estate community, the builder community, or just dealing with borrowers in general? Because the borrowers is the normal everyday Americans, right? The American mm -hmm. populace. Yeah, the realtors are, are I, I admire them because they have to deal more with the clients and bring them everywhere, all mm -hmm. sorts of things and ups and down. And they're kind of like in the, 
the bars are telling them one thing, we're telling them another, and they're like right in the middle. Yeah. So I admire the the realtors and the yeah, the, they're almost to use a uh, the the same medical not medical but a musical analogy. They're the orchestrators. Yes. They're orchestrating everything, mm-hmm. and we're we we may be first chair violin, but they're the actual conductor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Exactly. Uh, anything with dealing with it with the customers? Is it what you expected? Are you talking more to them? Talking less to them? Well, I'm the the first call um, okay. when they call us. Um, and the office. So I, I find that they're being very pleasant so far. Yeah. Do you enjoy it? I do. Yeah. I do enjoy it. And I do a little small talk here and there and grab some notes so that I could help Barry, um, you know, answer, say, remind them, hey, how was your grandson's birthday or this and that little things, tidbits to make it more personal for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what are you enjoying most right now with what you're doing with the mortgage industry, just the mortgage industry in general? Like, like, when, if you were to fast forward a year from now, like what excites you a year from now? <laughs> um, a year from now in the same in the same role? Just yeah, we're working in the mortgage industry. Like when you fast forward, being like, oh my gosh, I know so much less than Beth, who knows so much less than Geraldy, who knows so much less than Barry, and I'm at the bottom of this totem pole, but I'm not gonna be at the bottom for long. Mm-hmm. And you're like, one day when I am less frustrated because I. I'm confused because I don't know enough. Yes. What excites you about this new career of yours? Um, I actually am really excited that in the future, when I'm, <laughs> uh, I would like to actually do the process, the loan process with them, the application, and I want to get to Jerry's status where she's the problem solver, and I want to be the expert in all of those weird one-off, not your typical hard, harder loans. I want to be those. So right. you're getting excited about being the problem solver. Yes. You're going to be the person that puts the pieces of the puzzle together. Mm-hmm. In many cases, you're the person that puts Humpty Dumpty back together exactly. again. Right. Many of us, that's why we have careers, by the way, anyone looking for a career in the mortgage industry, or you're just starting your career in the mortgage industry, please know that we have careers because people are messy. <laughs> right. Like people are like, oh my true. gosh, he's a hot mess. He's a hot mess. <laughs> yes, we all are. Oh, my family's crazy. Your family's crazy. No, all people are crazy. Mm -hmm. Right? I think there's a country song. God is great. Beer is cold and people are crazy. (laughs) I never heard that one. Yeah, you probably don't listen to a whole lot of country music, but uh, we were talking about Pitbull earlier. I don't know if Pitbull sings about that, but um, there's definitely a country artist out there that that's a song. Mm -hmm. Right? Y'all should look it up, by the way. And you should watch Ted Lasso. Whole nother subject. Um, But yeah, so like we have careers. Yes. Because... Things are messy and we need to come in and be the problem solvers, right? You you have gone through Zenix Ground School. Mm-hmm. You are a licensed loan originator. Yes. You are six weeks on the job. You're mm-hmm. a college educated. You have 20 years of professional experience behind you. Yes. And your biggest frustration is you come into work and you know nothing. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm here to tell you that's normal. And anyone who's tuning in, expect to be like Aixa. like <laughs> yes, in the like, dark. Yes, and and you're gonna come home mentally and physically mm-hmm. exhausted because your brain hurts. Yes, that's okay. <laughs> Malcolm Gladwell in the book Outliers will teach us it's gonna take us ten thousand hours. Mm-hmm. Well, if you work forty hours a week, and you work fifty weeks a year, that's two thousand hours a year. Times that by five. Quick math <laughs> gets us to ten thousand. <laughs> two thousand times five. Two times two times five is ten. Add a couple more zeros, you're at 10,000 hours. Five years. Wow. In five years, you'll you'll be a master. In the interim, you need to focus on becoming 1% better per day. Yes. That's what James Clear teaches in Atomic Habits. Yes. Because 1% a day. That's all you can do. Well, how about this? I so appreciate your time. I actually, I appreciate Barry Botwin's time. Yes. Like, like it's a big deal. I just took one of Barry's assets Mm -hmm. off of his team. Mm -hmm. Her job, she should be answering the phone calls and doing prequels and Mm -hmm. taking down borrower information and calling realtors and and collecting borrower docs. Like these are all things that you keeping do. Keeping him on track on his calendar. Well, yeah. keeping Barry on track? Yeah, right. Yeah, that's like asking me not to make bad decisions. It ain't gonna happen. Uh-oh. Yeah, my wife tries to keep me from making bad decisions and you can try to keep Barry on task, right? Uh, we appreciate you both. Thank you. Um, no, but any parting shots, like not shots, we're not like, yeah, we're not like taking the piss out of anybody here. But like any any last minute like words of encouragement for people who are who are somewhere in your same boat. They may be a couple months ahead of you. They may be a couple months behind you. What what are one or two words of wisdom that you can pass on to the next generation? Mm, That's a good one. I would have to say, don't be afraid to make mistakes because that's how you learn. Perfect. I love that. I'm going to end on that one. 
Aixa Rosario, yes. Loan Partner One, <laughs> Barry Botwin Team, Waterstone Mortgage, yes. Podcast Listener. Mm -hmm. First, First time. time I've had a podcast listener come on the show, meaning that's how we met. Yes. So thanks for being our first. Mm -hmm. Thanks for taking the time. Her name is Aixa. My name is Dustin. You have tuned into the Loan Officer Podcast. That is all the time we have for this episode, but we will catch you on the next side. The next one. The next side? That sounded terrible. We'll catch you on the next episode. Peace. <laughs>